0: Welcome everyone to the Dining on a Dime podcast, where we give you tips on how to save on your monthly food budget. Now we give you the absolute best foodie news and our professionals will give you
1: recipes and cooking tips. So let's get the show started. All right, everyone. Welcome to Dining on a Dime. Here's what you're going to hear today. This episode is all about quick and easy, quick and easy meal ideas. A lot of people are, uh, are, are working really hard and they don't want to come home and do 20 different things to make your dinner. Today is going to be quick, easy meal ideas, but stick around. 42 minutes into the podcast, we are going to have an interview with Beer Me and the owner of Beer Me, Beer Me, B-I-E-R-M-I, is a home delivery service for breweries. So if you're sitting at home saying, "Oh man, I would love to get some beer from my local brewery," uh, BeerMe is your is your choice, and they'll deliver uh, your specialty beers from the the uh, breweries right to your front door. So if you've been wanting to go to a brewery and you haven't been able to, there's a there's an option for you. I want to make it clear that this episode is for people around the world. Uh, It's not going to be a local-focused episode. Beer Me is actually in 20 different states, Uh, so this will be for our listeners around the world. First tip, your local supermarket, and you can check. I know IGA is the name of the supermarket in uh, Philadelphia area. What they do is at the end of the day, around 5 o'clock, they reduce the hot food section so that they can keep the turnover uh going so if you check uh, i'm gonna say iga but there's all kinds of supermarkets that do this uh they'll reduce their food their hot food and the other night i got six pieces of fried flounder that they sell in the hot food section uh for three bucks and uh Just check your local supermarket to see if they have a hot food section and they reduce it at the end of the day. Ask the manager and he'll be more than happy to help you. I got one day, I got 26 meatballs in a container for $1.50. So that's some of them, some places do that. Okay, my first tip is get a pan, chop up a whole bunch of sausage and veggies, and bake it. Not that hard, right, Matt? Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Very simple. Uh, another uh, tip I have is you can turn your hoagie rolls, your steak rolls, or your sub rolls, you can cut them in half, and you can make a French pizza, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can put cheese and sauce, and you got a French bread pizza right there automatically. Uh, simple as that, right? That's what this episode is about. We're giving you a boom,
2: boom, boom. I got to make dinner. Boom, boom. And it's over. Uh, uh, Then again, I would never betray uh, anybody who wants to grab the Elio's French Bread Pizzas. I was born and raised on those. We we had those at lunch in school. That was the big, like, once a month on pizza day on Fridays. Every, like, third Friday, they would serve Elio's French Bread Pizzas. All
1: right, Matt, you're a cook. I'm not a cook.
2: I look these up. Uh, Talk about your favorite... uh, quick meals. Well, I know one of the things I like to do for not just a, a quick meal or you know, something that's easy and reusable and sort of ready-made is, uh, we mentioned this a little earlier in the, our little pre-show chat, I love to buy just a whole you know, pre-cooked sort of rotisserie chicken. You can get it almost any supermarket. You can get it at any Boston market, that type of thing.
1: What do you have, creative ideas to do with it?
2: Yeah, it's a really great base because you have your chicken, it's already cooked, and it's easy to just grab with your hands and then pull apart. And I love to then take that chicken, pull it apart, and you can do any number of things with it, right? You can turn it into your own uh, sort of barbecue chicken sliders. Nice. Uh, I love to make uh, something that will last usually a couple meals. It's uh, sort of my take on a... Uh, it's like an enchilada lasagna, oh, basically. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah, you get a little queso fresco, you get uh, your fresh tamales, not tamales, uh, tortillas, and then you know whatever sauce you prefer, red or green. And, and you can make three, four layers deep with that, and it'll last you two, three days. And it's great. You can have a breakfast, lunch, and especially dinner. We want to emphasize that exactly. dinner. We have dinner. Uh,
1: today's episode is all about quick and easy dinners. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are very busy. Yep. Some
2: people are working three jobs. And that'll take you maybe 20 minutes to a half hour, if that, because the chicken is so easy to just pull apart and then layer into your you know little container, throw it in the oven. It's super simple.
1: And what's your go-to? Say you are working two jobs or whatever, you go at home, what's your go-to? that You don't feel like cooking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You just got done a 10-hour day, 12-hour day. What do you usually go to for that?
2: I mean, that's tough. If I've done a 10-, 12-hour day, usually I'm just sort of raiding the fridge. Uh, okay. you know, sometimes you don't really have the time, and then uh, I just sort of like to throw together. That's why I always have potatoes around. Because if I have potatoes, if I have, like, pre-cooked potatoes, I can use that to lengthen or, you know, beef up sort of any meal. So I love to have – I focus on having some type of side.
1: And I just saw a recipe online where you cut out the center of the baked potato Mm -hmm. and you fill it with uh, chili. It's like a stuffed baked potato. Oh, yeah. That would be great. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you just fill it with meat and chili. Ambers Pollock, food photojournalist, when you're at home and you're a cook – uh you want to do something easy, say you just got done a 12-hour day or whatever, what is your go-to, any ne- neat ideas for something quick, you don't feel like cooking, I'm, besides delivery?
3: Um, I mean, I definitely would revert to... Um, Cereal is like my quick and easy go to. I, I if I'm gonna cave, I'm gonna like and do something quick and easy and I'm tired. I will pick I'll pick up a bowl of cereal. I'm not gonna lie. Um, you know, and I'm a huge uh plain Cheerios kind of gal. Like I don't know why. Like I have such an extensive palate but if I'm gonna like do a quick and easy, like go home, I'm too tired to do anything, I just go to cereal. Well, what about cooking? Cooking. <laughs> yes, um, if I okay, so bread. Breakfast foods are always the easiest thing to, like, get creative on. So, I mean, (laughs) like, making myself some French toast or whatever would be an easy thing. If I'm going to do something savory, if, you know, like, you use potatoes, uh, Matt... <clears throat> uses potatoes, I my go to would be like making something with rice because rice is a filler.
1: And you have the already cooked rice.
3: It well there's already Options. Yeah, but I mean most of the time like even cooking rice from scratch doesn't take long. It's like, you know, depending on, on your rice. I have a rice cooker so it takes like twenty minutes if I pop it in a rice cooker. Um, you know, side note, always rinse off your rice before you do because you gotta get that start the starches off or whatever. It makes it stick together better. Um, and taste a little bit better. I nice. will add in um, sesame oil. For some reason, it makes it taste like popcorn to and me. And
1: I just saw a recipe. I'm glad she mentioned that. I just mm-hmm. saw a recipe online where you can make French toast in the microwave. Yeah. Uh, and that is quick.
3: I mean, you can. I wouldn't do it. I don't, <laughs> you know, I'm like, if you're going to make French toast, make French toast, that's good. I'm, if you don't have an oven and you're, you know, in, a, in like – Um, a college dorm and you're like stuck with the microwave situation okay i get it and that's
1: another reason for this show i'm glad you said that uh this show we got kids going back to college or whatever and this show will help them also
3: I mean, the college students ramen is always a go-to too. Well,
1: we're not doing ramen today. I we're said, not doing. No, well, I, I, know, I, I know, said I on okay. social media this will be everything but ramen.
3: I'm only mentioning that for the college students. <laughs> Cup <laughs> of
1: noodles. Cup no. of noodles. <laughs> that is go. outlawed during this show. We're talking about other ideas.
3: Um, so, okay, if you are in it, stuck in a situation where your only microwave, you know, your only option is to microwave something, then yes, you have the pre-made pot packets that take 99 seconds. Or whatever, he can pop into the microwave oven of uh, Uncle Ben's, or what have you, um, of pre-made rice. Ben's
2: original now. Ben's
3: original. Sorry, um, I did not know that it's Ben's original now. Yeah. Ah, that's some foodie news. That's news to me. Um, but so you can do that for ninety-nine seconds. You know, microwave. <laughs> I mean, if you're, I'm. This is shoot don't shoot me but this is like for anybody who is without a stove who is trying to do something quick there are microwave ready ev- like options so this is I'm saying this for the college dorm people um the 99 second rice with like Uh, there's the Purdue chicken that you can get from the grocery store that's already made and add in some cheese, some salsa, like, you know, you can, your base is rice. You can make a lot with rice like you can with potatoes.
1: Mm -hmm. And you know what my thing is? I will get ground meat and I will mix it with Lipton onion soup mix and I will make the world's greatest burger, uh, at home. And that takes what? Five minutes. What's it? Seven minutes to make Mm -hmm. a burger. Uh, That's my go-to. How about baking hot dogs with baked beans and a row of uh, sliced potatoes on the bottom? Oh, yeah. It's called a hot dog uh, casserole. You can do stuff like that.
3: There was a restaurant in Philly, and I'm sure that, you know, other people can do this. They actually turned baked potatoes into your base for a, th- some of the most creative. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I, I can't remember what it was called, but um, but it was on, a, you know, one of those TV show, Food Network yeah. th- places It got highlighted. But they basically took a gigantic potato and baked it, but then did, like, a twice-baked thing, and they would do, like, you know, like, a cheeseburger or, you know, a cheesesteak um, baked potato nice. and stuff like that. Like, it was very creative.
1: That is pretty cool. Um, and we just told them about, because uh, you uh, just got here. Uh, yeah,
3: I came in late. Sorry, we, listeners. We
1: just told them about the baked potato that you scoop out and you mm-hmm. add uh, chili in the center. Yeah. It was chili stuff. Matt Maratea is a beer expert, alcohol expert. He's one of the reasons why we're going to be interviewing Beer Me later. Uh, but... Matt, you just told us a lot of things we can do at the supermarket with the pre-made chicken. Mm -hmm. Uh, What else can I get at the supermarket that I can just run home and
2: do real quick? Well, I I wanted to. uh, We brought up French toast, so I wanted to highlight. I mean, if you've already, if you're making the French toast, you're what two or three seconds away, extra, uh, you know, pulling something out of the drawer for making that a Monte Cristo. Oh, right. So if you make French toast, you have that much of a chance. If you have a little deli meat laying around, if you have a little cheese,
3: ham in particular. Yeah,
2: exactly. You could make that uh, that more substantive, uh, if you will, you know, just by going to the drawer,
3: you can turn your French toast into something much more savory.
2: Yeah, exactly. Right. If, you, if you're if you making French toast and you have some lunch meat, you've got your options there. Exactly. But in terms of what I like to do at the supermarket, um, I know uh, Our, all, all of these specialty markets these days have the pre-made food and the hot food sections like you talked about yes. earlier, which is uh, – it's really great. Um, but I love the – yeah. It, it may not be cooking, but I do love the packaged salads – yeah, because I think that's, yeah. if you're going to go a worst-case scenario and you have to grab something out, that's probably going to be your best option in terms of health-wise and in terms of maximizing what you're going to be able to get, you know, for your dollar.
3: And uh, you can add some of that, you know, pre-made chicken to the salad and you make it, you know, a little protein-packed.
2: Exactly, yeah. If you are going with the rotisserie chicken buy, then boom, you throw that right on top of the salad, then you've got you know yourself a chicken Caesar or you've got a little extra chicken for, say, your cob salad. It gives that a little bit longer. Because I think one of the big things about budgeting is making your food last, making it go longer turning one day's worth of meals into two days worth of meals without having to you know starve yourself right exactly it's stretching but without having it to you know without, without things feeling thin nice
3: And, you know, another thing with the chicken, I don't know if you covered this or not, but um, I actually recently bought the store-made chicken because I was hungry and I was just like, I don't feel like cooking. I'm just going to grab a rotisserie chicken. I literally use every aspect of that Mm -hmm. um, because I don't want to waste. I hate waste. Um, So I picked all of the meat off clean as were as clean as I could get it. And then I actually stored the bones into a Ziploc baggie because two carcasses can give you a really yeah, nice that was bone an, broth. Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah.
3: Um, so I actually stored, you know, the carcass and then the juices I strained. Cause I have multiple like different size strainers. Yeah. So I strained the, the juices into one of the strainers into a cup. You can use that for gravy, mm-hmm. you know, right. I, I don't know what you covered, but you know, maybe I'm being redundant.
2: <laughs> no, we, 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 hadn't quite gotten there, We yet, hadn't but, quite gotten yeah. there. Uh, I, lo- I love that you brought up bone broth because that's something that has so many different health benefits and
3: nutritional.
2: Yeah, uh, nutritional benefits. And it, it may not be the most satiating thing in the world. Right. But if you have it, it it's going to be good for you. It, it, it's going to provide you the nutrition that you need. Nice. It, it may not fill you up. And we're going to, no, but we're you can
3: make the bone broth and yeah. then, you know, fill it with other things.
1: Sorry. Okay, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, I have money saving tips because we are dining on a dime. Mm-hmm. I have money-saving tips for your dinner when you're going to go get dinner. You can find the
0: Dining on a Dime podcast on social media, on Facebook, Dining on a Dime, the number one, on Twitter, at Dining on a Dime, the number one, and on Instagram, KJW1972. Please subscribe to our show. We are available on all podcast platforms, including iHeartRadio and spotify
1: okay we are back now dining on Dime would not be a complete show unless we gave you money saving tips so here are a couple tips i wrote on how to save money uh for dinner eat less meat meat is the most expensive thing on your dinner uh options try to cut back on your meat make a couple vegetarian days and that'll save you money uh, they just mentioned, you can say, you can make several things from the carcass on, in the meat on the rotisserie chicken. Buy cheap meat and put it in the slow cooker. You know what I mean? Slow cookers will make everything tender. So just don't pay a lot of money for the meat. Put it in the slow cooker. Uh, buy your meat in bulk and spread it out for the meals. Uh, your, your price per pound in bulk will be cheaper. Uh... Off of the
3: meat thing, I want to add, if you get chicken breasts that are on the bone, um, in-bone meat is actually less expensive. Oh, see? Yeah, is less expensive than when you have everything cut.
1: That's a great tip.
3: Yeah. And then also, if you have chicken breast and want to extend it, use your meat mallet and pound it. Like, nice. You can you know make a larger quantity by just making the breast
1: larger so i think that's a very important tip if you buy meat with the bone in it is actually going to cost you less money and then you can use that bone to make other things Mm -hmm. so soup and broths and stuff uh make huge batches of stews or soups you can freeze them all right uh lots of people are throwing food away that they can normally freeze and what i would recommend to you guys is that uh Look at what you're throwing out. It is an unbelievable, we did a food business show, uh, phillyrestaurantreviews.com. Go to our food radio show section and you can hear it. It is unbelievable the percentage of food that they throw out in this country. It's incredible. So just look at the food you're throwing out. See if you can uh, freeze some of it, you know, uh, for a later date. Uh, plan out your meals. You know, you'll save money if you plan out your meals. You yep. don't just spontaneously cook. You plan it out and you'll save some money. Uh, always sign up for your grocery store cards and shop the sale item. But I know people that shop only sale items. And what they do is when they make out their grocery list, if it's not on sale, they don't do it. Uh, clearance items are usually put out later in the day. So if you're going to go shopping, uh, I'll give you an example. Target, the back end cap, the back end of Target usually has all kinds of clearance stuff. And that's usually done by the end of the day. I used to be a retail manager for many years. And I can tell you what they do is during the day, they reduce the stuff. And then they put it
2: on the back end cap at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. I'm a I'm a Target night owl. You oh, yeah. won't catch me in a Target before 7 p.m.
1: Because they're clearance and all that stuff during the
2: day. Yeah. So that's an interesting tip, and it's just packed. Yes, yeah. I don't. I don't like crowds to begin with. Yeah, that's true.
3: <laughs> or the lines waiting in line to check out. Like it's just ridiculous. Like go off hours, and it's so much easier.
1: And here's a nice tip. Support and I, the tellers. <laughs> I I came up with this tip just from my own experience. A lot of times, ethnic aisles offer you the better deal. And I will give an example. I used to buy soda, you know, all the time. And then I checked and I found out that the soda in the ethnic aisle was like 40 cents cheaper. And it was just as good. You know what I mean? It's a good mm-hmm. soda. Uh, so check your ethnic aisles in the supermarkets. Every supermarket has two aisles.
3: Uh, I do I do want to like w- make one note um, if you're buying discounted or clearance meat
1: oh I don't know about that yeah. no because right. you
3: had mentioned that as one of the th- ways to save money um, you,
1: you want to be careful
3: yeah you want to be careful you want to look at your meat and make sure that it doesn't have any brown spots right. and that you know there's not excess juice aka blood um, in the packaging because you want to make sure you're eating something that's healthy right. so do pay attention to things yeah, like that's that that's
1: definitely right Uh Here's something that you might not know, and my retail experience comes in handy. Uh, Make sure uh, you buy the store brand. I'll give you an example. A lot of people only shop name brands. I'm only going to get Energizer, and they're going to pay a ton more, just so you know. A lot of the store brand batteries are made by Energizer, because the store is not going to pay a billion dollars to make a factory and stuff like that and now you can google and double check me a lot of your store brand items are made by the name brand because the store leases the job out to them because they're not going to every store is not buying a factory to, to do shopright cola you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah and so I, they hire the name brand to make the uh to make the product
3: yeah and i had gone over that with you um a while back that you know they in it's across the board it's not just with energizer right but i'm saying i know for a
1: fact energizer makes a lot of the uh, store brand
3: but i mean i know that there's i don't want to call out names because i don't want to like cause issues but you know every time you go in your store brand is always the name brand
1: right exactly So a lot of people I know personally, I know personally a lot of people that will only shop name brands, and that is not not necessary. In this day and age, you can get a store brand just as good. Matt, do you have any store brands that you enjoy? I like ShopRite yeah, Cola. Yeah, you're
3: sitting over there with a smirk, yeah, yeah, like yeah, a knowing smirk. So I'm just let's wondering what it stir up is. some
2: controversy. Well, go ahead, Matt. Well, first off, I'm a proud Duracell user. Okay. So there you go. You know, all this Energizer talk <laughs> makes me a little uncomfortable. I was just <laughs> giving that as an example. Uh, but you know, uh, in terms of store brands... When I think store brands, the first thing that jumps into my mind is cereal, right? And especially because you can always buy the store brand cereal in bulk, right? And really, I mean, why are you going to waste money on you know, you know, Cocoa Delicious, fruity, you know, Lucky Pebbles, <laughs> right? Right. Well, uh, that's a non-existent cereal, um, but. It, If you're just looking for something that's, you know, a little bit feeling to throw in with some milk in the morning, a store brand is going to be fine. Exactly. Right. You don't need the... It all gets mushy anyway. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) All right. So those are just a couple. We're dining on a dime. If you go to our archives, we have to at least every show give you a little bit of money-saving tips. Those were our money-saving tips for dinner. I'm going to stir up some stuff here. And I read a recipe for fried chicken and Coca-Cola. What's your thoughts? Fry chicken in your Coca-Cola. I read that online. People are doing it.
2: I've heard Dr. Pepper. Maybe Dr. Pepper. Before. But Coca-Cola, that would make a lot of sense. Okay. I think it just, at that point, you also have to find some ways to balance it out because that's going to be sweet. So you have to... Have Unless, a, a nice spicy rub that goes with that. Amaranth, Unless have you you're ever done doing that?
3: like a chicken waffles kind of thing. <laughs> it's like you're going to pour syrup on that, you know.
1: Have you ever done they anything might like more that? More balanced? No,
3: uh, um, I haven't done anything like that. I I mean, I'm thinking of it and going, well, I guess the soda might tenderize the meat a little bit. Right. Well,
2: that's going to be probably geared towards a barbecue chicken, right? Because you right, use cola exactly. as, a, as a barbecue, barbecue sauce, sauce ingredient. Yeah, Right. Uh, What do you guys think
1: about this? A lot of people are adding M&Ms to the top of their pizza to get the sweet savory.
3: Oh, no. No, no, no. No? I I say no.
1: Okay. What about this? Try putting apple slices inside your grilled cheese. There are people doing that.
3: I would be willing to do that if it was like a grilled cheese with brie cheese. Okay. Uh,
2: I think you can do it with... Uh, brie obviously works. That's traditional, but I think something like a cheddar, if you have, it depends on what apple you're using. Yeah,
3: and I would maybe caramelize some uh, onions to add into that too, because I think that that would be a nice, you know, pop of flavor.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and that's another uh, thing we haven't talked about. I love having some fruit around. Right, it can last you through the week, and you can just. What add What about that. frozen fruit? though?
1: wouldn't that be more economical?
2: Or? Yeah, it, it can be. Uh, you make a you know a quick smoothie or like we're adding into the grilled cheese right now, that, again, lengthens your meal, makes it a little more nutritious, and it takes all of an extra, what, 30, 40 seconds? Yeah. Right.
3: Blueberry pancakes. You can use the frozen blueberries. How
1: about this?
2: And I read this, and I think this is a
1: fantastic idea. What you do is you take your leftover mashed potatoes, you mix them with cheese, and you put in, make them into pancakes, and you fry them.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like a little, mm-hmm.
1: uh, like lock, like a little lock action. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. And I thought that was a neat idea. Uh, you can. Oh, people are doing this: meatball spaghetti and meatball sandwiches, spaghetti and meatballs inside of a sandwich. No, I'm, they no. should not be doing that. But I mean,
3: I that you're definitely a carbaholic if that's your right. game.
1: <laughs> and what do you think about this? Because you guys are the actual cooks. Uh, what about making shepherd's pie but in uh, muffin tins, and you make
2: little ones? And oh,
3: I think that's cute.
2: See, now that that's a great little thing because you can distribute those out for lunch yeah it's poppable you can just dunk the whole thing in gravy
1: oh yeah (laughs) nice (laughs) and uh we're gonna go back to you guys for your ideas but one more i'm gonna give you what about putting hot dog slices on your burger a lot of people are doing that it's giving sweet kind of um, I
3: would like to actually plug Tony Luke's um, okay. hot dog thing.
1: Oh, the round hot dog? The ra-
3: yeah. yeah, the round dog. They actually specific... He actually created...
2: He's got hot dogs now? He it's has round. hot
3: dogs. Yeah, it's round. They made it so it's like, like, like a bur- You can use it with like burger buns. It's flat. So it's a hot dog, but it's just flat. And they have it trademarked right. and everything
2: because... So what is it, bologna? I mean, it's no, just... No, it's,
3: it's a hot dog. <laughs> like they, they just made... They had to create... A form and shape and size that's trademarked and, you know, patent
1: pending kind of thing. One more thing I forgot to mention uh, on my budget tips uh, is people are saying to have a kitchen sink night. I think that's what Matt was talking about. It's called a kitchen sink night, and you go to your fridge. Mm -hmm. Anything sitting in the fridge, you take out, and you just create meals from it. And that way you can get rid of the – make a conscientious effort to clean out your fridge, like, say, every Friday – Whatever's in the fridge, I'm going to make my dinner from. Yeah. So what do you guys think about that? I've uh, done that. <laughs> have you?
3: <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know anybody who cooks that hasn't at some point. Are mm-hmm. you
1: guys into vacuum sealers, the vacuum sealed bags to
2: keep things fresh? Do uh, you guys I do that? I
3: wish I had one.
2: Okay. I am. Um, I use it mostly for game meat. Okay. Right. Because I, I have friends who hunt. So if they give me like a, like a goose heart or some goose livers, you know, deer or something like that, that's always going to get vacuum sealed as quickly as I can. And you throw in the freezer safe for later you know, to be doled out and dished out over time. That's
3: and if you're a company that. out there, feel free to send me a free vacuum sealer <laughs> and I'll promote you.
2: <laughs> I'll tell you, vacuum, I'm vacuum
1: sealers can be miraculous. I mean, I know a lot of people that have eaten stuff that was in the freezer for many, <laughs> many I, my, my months my and uncle, send me your fresh game.
3: <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> uncle has a vacuum sealer and I was like fascinated with it because I'm like, it's just, it sucks all the air out and, you know, then makes the food last longer. It stays mm-hmm. fresher. You know, you
1: can pop it in the freezer. Right. So that's a good tip. And that's a good investment because you're going to not waste as much food. Yeah. All right. We're going to go to break. Uh, When we get back from break, we're going to give you some really mind-blowing stats about dinner. So we gave you 30 minutes of dinner ideas, quick and easy. You can get them all done. I have some really, really mind-boggling stats when we come back.
0: You can find Dining on a Dime every Friday at 1 p.m. On WMLD radio app. And on air at 103.7 FM in New York. The voice of the Hudson Valley.
1: Uh, Okay, we are back. Exciting day. We just gave you 30 minutes of great quick dinner ideas. And now we are moving on to mind-blowing stats about dinner. All right. Uh, here are mind-blowing stats about dinner. It has been proven through studies that eating dinner as a family has been proven to make healthier choices. So that means if you're eating dinner with your kids as a family, it has been actually scientifically proven that it gets your kids to get, it makes your kids do better and healthier food choices. It also, it has been proven to bring your kid your kids will get better grades. They're much more, ha- they're, it has been proven that they bring, they're more happy. It promotes portion control, and it makes healthier kids. Now, this is what they did. They did a study, and they had a family eat dinner together, and they followed them. Mm-hmm. And just from them eating dinner as a family... Their kids were proven to make healthier food choices because they were eating dinner with their family every night. It, it was proven that they were getting better grades than people who weren't eating with their family. It's amazing, uh, amazing stats. It also, their kids were more likely to exhibit portion control because they're eating dinner as a family. They're scooping it out. So I guess they learn from that. Uh, they're better academically. They are less likely to be overweight. This is all the benefits of people eating as a family at at dinner. Uh, They are less likely to be overweight. Their kids are more mannered because, you know, they have more manners. They have a more stable home environment, and it makes their kids feel like they're more stable at home. It actually saves money. And it has been proven through these studies. These This is just random studies that were done to improve communication. And the kids that ate dinner with their family actually had better grades in school.
3: This is also, you know, hinging on make a rule at the dinner table no phones, no tablets, no, not no, oh, yeah. yeah. You must like sit down and interact with your family members because otherwise you're going to get a child who's sitting at the dinner table and his head is in his lap because he's actually staring at his
1: phone. And according to them, it helps them in their social life be more, commu- better communicators. Yeah. And because they're learning that every night at the dinner table.
3: Well, that's the thing. And I mean, side, side note or side Detra- not to detract from, like, the foodie aspect of um, our show, which right. is, you know, obvious. Um, you, you Your children are learning to not interact when they're just staring at the phone, texting or whatever, because right. that's all it is. So taking that the phone away and interacting at the dinner table is teaching them how to interact, to make the eye exactly. contact.
1: And these are just little interesting since this show is about dinner. I just figured we'd
2: toss that in there. Yeah. Mm. And uh, most... Uh, Good. I would say in defense of the fractured family meal because <laughs> the latchkey kid. <laughs> well, I'm the oldest of four, right? right? And we had, you know, four kids around, three kids around similar age, and then we had the fourth.
3: There's three more of you, no? Yes. Just
2: yeah. <laughs> right, and then the the last one is like 12 years younger than I am. Wow, and so right. So there was like even teams, right? Once I got my driver's license. (laughs) So, you know, dad would go with the middle brother, mom with my sister, and then me with the youngest one. And it can be very hard, right? Right. Because I was playing hockey. My two brothers played hockey. My sister figure skated. Uh, And my dad worked. You know, my mom, she got involved with local government and things like that. Uh, it can be very difficult to eat as a family. absolutely, e- Even once a week, and especially on the weekends when all of us have games, competitions.
1: I just figured with yeah. the dinner episode, it, it was kind of
2: interesting right. to learn those facts. And, and I'm sort of getting to that point. If you can... If you have the opportunity to be able to make something at home ahead of time, and everybody can just sort of take it as they go, that can go so long into just making sure that the, the kids and the family, they all get the proper amount of nutrition, right? And that they have something and say, oh, yeah, my mom or dad cooked at home. They're not stopping for the fast food. And it makes it easier you know, getting places, coming to places, if you've had that little that little tin from home, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't have to stop at a Wawa sure. or a Burger King or something. That saves you time on the back end, lets and you it's do homework. Yeah. And it's healthier.
3: It's definitely healthier and you know, uh, it makes you it's it's it, it's also providing that portion control. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. And it teaches people, you know, they did this couple studies and that's what they found yeah. out. How about this? Most airlines require that a pilot and a co-pilot do not eat the same dinner in order to avoid food poisoning because if you have a flight cross-country... And you have a pilot and a co-pilot, and they both eat the same dinner, and they get food poisoning, you have no flight. Yeah. So that is actually a rule at some airlines, which I found
2: interesting. They do rock, paper, scissors every flight. (laughs) Oh, you lost. You get the gefilte fish tonight.
1: Cambodia sells pizzas called Happy Pizzas, and they're topped with marijuana. What? (laughs) Cambodia. And then
2: you have to eat another pizza?
3: i what? know right they're gonna be like they're gonna have munchies after the pizza <laughs>
1: and here's another interest and this is a dinner show we're just tossing out these for fun but there are only two people in the world who know the recipe for coca-cola and they are not allowed to be on the same plane at the same time that is an actual thing so there are only two people who know the complete recipe and they're not allowed
2: to travel together. Coca-Cola, nuclear launch
0: codes, (laughs) basically
2: on the same level, essentially. All right, so this episode gave everybody
1: really quick and easy meal ideas for your dinner. Uh, We gave you some interesting facts about eating dinner with your family. We gave you money-saving tips. In closing, Matt, what is your one tip that you would give someone that's working 20 hours a day that doesn't feel like cooking. What is your quick and easy? What is your go-to? Get another job. You can't work 20 hours a day. That's not sustainable.
3: <laughs> or legal. <laughs> yeah.
1: well, what would you say? Your number one best
2: tip. I would say... Uh, the enchilada? Chicken enchilada? I would say just keep a lot of frozen food. Uh, and whatever you can find that's you know frozen and heatable, that's going to be your best bet. If you've got four hours at home, Not considering how long your commute's going to be. That's your only option, really. (laughs) All right. Amorous, what is your number one tip?
3: I mean, I would definitely say invest in a food delivery service. Um, They make things very easy
1: on you. Well, let's talk about your food delivery service since you're talking about it. Amorous is a... uh is doing a home delivery service. Talk about it. Fantastic uh, segue. Yes. Fantastic. <laughs>
3: Fantastic segue. Um, so, I am actually working with Cook Unity, and um, I wrote something really quick for, for all of you. But at Cook Unity, they believe that food is a great connector and should be ready in minutes when you are. That's why I'm introducing you to a personalized meal subscription service tailored to your dietary needs with over 150 meals to choose from per week. At CookUnity, you can eat like you have a private chef delivering meals to your door. And if you sign up using my code ARPOLICUS, you can get 50% off your first month's order. So, if you sign up at cookunity.com and you can begin eating well without effort.
1: And spell ARPOLICUS because 50% off your first order is huge
3: oh thank you for asking so it is a r p o l l o c k u s in all caps
1: and if you use that code you, at Cook Unity you're getting 50% off
3: your first month's order.
1: That's amazing. That's that is fantastic. a huge deal.
3: And it really is exquisite the meals that come nice. to, to your door. Like I have ton, like meals that I'm just like if I went to a restaurant this is what I would get, delivered, nice. you know, served to my table.
1: And you guys will have a pre-recorded re- commercial starting next Tuesday. Matt Marate you have an
2: awesome podcast. And uh, let's talk to the folks about it. Uh, well, uh, my podcast, I do from home, I talk all about the rundown of Philadelphia sports, what's good, what's bad, and what seems to continually be ugly. <laughs> and uh, I also do it while pairing with typically a, a local beer. I tell you what's good, what's bad about that, and you know, maybe a little bit of history behind the style, behind the brewery. So it's actually a
1: very deep dive and in intellectual look at both beer and sports, Correct. Hopefully, uh, depends on my mood. <laughs> well, I mean, you're giving a lot of great tips on beer. I know friends of mine that I put onto your show mm-hmm. that really enjoy the beer discussion that you have. Yes, yeah, so and can... it's just Matt, which is funny. Yeah, yeah. you got to listen to it because it's really funny because it's kind of like Teddy Roosevelt's fireside chats or whatever, just with Matt. Because <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm like, I I wouldn't listen for the sports aspect of yep. it. No offense, to all you uh, all of you who but love I, sports, he would
1: listen for the beer, but I would, I
3: would. listen to it for the beer.
2: Mm-hmm. And Matt goes deep yeah. when it comes the beard. And I I, I, I make a lot of jokes, mostly to myself. (laughs) But it sort of reveals a bit more of my sense of humor.
1: Mm. But you're like Dr. Johnny Fever. Just got hey man, it's that bird thing. He goes really deep into the beard. It's really cool.
3: See, I can't make jokes because I have a tendency of going naughty. So I'm like, this is family-friendly.
1: <laughs> but, but, Matt, Matt, tell our listeners how they can access. If they like beer and they
2: like sports, how can they listen to your podcast? Uh, you can find that on uh, Anchor. You can find that on uh, Apple Podcasts. Nice. You can find that on SoundCloud. Apple is probably where most yeah. people are going to go. Yeah, and it's uh, just the Sporting Chance Podcast. Uh, it's at the Sport Chance Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. You can find that through... Uh, those tags, you can find it on my Twitter, Instagram. If you just search Maritea 22 you'll be able to find everything. I connect it all. So, and
1: yeah. Matt is the head writer at networkcom Yes. Right, Matt? Yeah. So you can find his articles, sports articles, etc. Okay. Let's prep this interview. Okay, here's what happened. I was on my home podcast device, and I was able to call. Thank you to Matt Meritea. I was able to call. Brian, he is the owner of Beer Me, B I E R M I. How many times have you sat home saying I would love to have that special lager from my local brewery? How many times have you done that? Plenty of times. Probably daily. Exactly. How can I do it? Beer Me will let you have it delivered right to your front door. So if you're at if you have a, a local brewery that you like, they're in 20 different states, so if you're listening this, to this show around the country, uh, look it up, B-I-E-R-M-I. Uh, we are going to go to a pre-taped interview right now with Brian from Beer Me, B-I-E-R-M-I. And I want to let you know, what I found interesting about this interview, we talked about everything. Uh, In this interview, Uh, all your questions about how do you get uh, your favorite beer from your local brewery delivered to you is answered in this interview. I really asked some dumb questions, but I asked dumb questions, too, because I want people to get a good idea of what this is about. Because I think it's a fabulous idea. Uh, So uh, Brian is sort of like Grubhub but he doesn't do the delivering. So think about Grubhub. How You go on the Grubhub app and you order your meal, right, from breweries. But he doesn't do the actual delivering. The brewery does. So when you tip the brewery, you're tipping your local, you know what I mean? You're supporting mm-hmm. local. Yeah. So I want to make that clear. Brian doesn't actually do the delivering, but the local brewery will do deliver it to your door. But he gives you – he's a liaison, right, Matt? A liaison to allow you to order your favorite beer from your local brewery.
2: Yeah, and that was one of the big problems with these you know, things like uh, Grubhub, uh, you know, different apps right. like that. was the delivery. Yeah, the delivery surchargers and, you know, what they take off the back end from these local businesses.
1: And if you're out there and you own a brewery – we have tons of great breweries in this area mm-hmm. – uh, we give information in the interview on how you can also become a part – of beer me and have your great beer delivered to people. So let's go to the interview and we'll be back after this pre-taped interview. Dining on a dime with a special interview with Brian from beer me. Brian, tell us about beer me. Hey Kevin. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. It's a pleasure. Absolutely wonderful. So uh, thank you for, for all that you do. Um,
4: A little bit about BeerMe, so BeerMe, B-I-E-R-M-I, and you can find it at BeerMe.com, is uh, a direct-to-consumer platform for consumers to place orders to support their local breweries, wineries, meateries, cideries, etc. So the traditional model of uh, breweries and really any craft beverage producer has been shifting from a wholesale retail model to where they're going through what's known historically as the three-tier system Uh, to more of a direct-to-consumer model, Uh, and that's due to a lot of the change in consumer behaviors and regulations. And so um, uh, we're helping facilitate those transactions by providing an e-commerce platform that allows them to sell directly to consumers through uh, either their their mobile device or a computer, uh, and then we guide them through that fulfillment process. And so as a brewery uh, picks the products off of their shelves, loads up their delivery van, all the way through to where you get your delivery. Uh, we're, we're helping facilitate that whole transaction. Now, Beer me does not take custody of the alcohol at any point, so you are interacting directly with the brewery of your choice. Um, and when I say brewery, I'm, I'm really talking about any craft beverage producer. Uh, but you're, you're interacting with them, you're supporting them, uh, we're helping facilitate some of the messages. So we'll send out automated, automated text messages and emails throughout the delivery process. We'll share the live location of your driver as they're approaching. So we're all about making that uh, experience seamless. We're all about making sure that your products get delivered directly
1: to your front door in the best condition and as quickly as possible uh, while supporting your, your local economy. That's outstanding. Uh, tell us the website again.
4: Uh, it's com, and that's B-I-E-R-M-I.com.
1: Am I correct when I say you're kind of like a uh, Grubhub for beer?
4: That's uh, pretty close, except for the, the, the difference between us and
1: Grubhub is Grubhub will actually do the deliveries themselves. Oh, okay. Uh, we're, we're counting on the breweries to
4: actually supply the drivers and the, the vehicles to get uh, their beer to the destination, which would be your, your house. Um, and so we actually offer several options for breweries, and they, they can configure uh, their storefront uh, whichever way they'd like. So we offer uh, a dine-in option, which will allow you to scan a QR code and interact uh, with a, a touchless experience with the, the bar and, and their dine-in menu. We've got a pickup option so you can order ahead, uh, and that's been super popular for some breweries that do pre-sales. Uh, such as a there's a brewery here in Pennsylvania called imprint uh, and they've got a couple locations and they do pre-sales every Friday um, which they're freaking phenomenal uh, and they sell out very quickly so super high in demand we encourage anybody who's gonna go to one of those pre-sales to a store card on file ahead of time and be there right at I think they they do the pre-sales right at three o'clock so get get to the page at at 255 and and wait for the pre-sale countdown to happen Um, We also have delivery, and so some breweries may choose to offer delivery. And then we also have a shipping option, uh, which is not available in every state, but states like Pennsylvania do allow direct consumer shipments.
1: And what if I'm a brewery and I want to get involved?
4: Oh, I mean, that's easy. You just go to BeerMe.com, and again, that's B-I-E-R-M-I.com. We've got some more information there to help you uh, feel comfortable with uh, making an account, registering with us. And then to get set up, I mean, we've seen people up and running within uh, 15 minutes before. It's uh, pretty easy to connect your payment processor. Uh, we integrate with Square, Stripe, Clover, and Chase Freedom Pay. Um, so we use your existing payment gateway. Uh, importing products is pretty, pretty seamless and easy. Uh, we can actually, we allow breweries to pull in existing products that they've created on Untappd. um, And then you can set a few variations and, and you're up and running. Uh, we do do an account review to make sure that you have uploaded your alcohol license uh, and, and that you have everything that you need to in place, um, and we're here to guide them along the way. So super easy to get up and running. Uh, we've had 173 breweries so far launch uh, since March, and so we've, we have uh, we built the platform back in March, mid-March, uh, the start of the pandemic, uh, in anticipation of taproom closures and Since then, processed just shy of seven million dollars and supported over 150 businesses.
1: And what an outstanding service to have during the pandemic! This is fantastic.
4: Uh, Uh, Yeah, it's it's wonderful. We actually launched to support. uh, I'm a partial owner of a brewery down in Maryland, uh, and and we launched to support that brewery specifically. Uh, And in the first week, we found out that there was so much demand that we started opening it up to to other folks, and uh, I'm, I'm up here in, in Pennsylvania, in, in Philadelphia, um, and so I think it was the second or the third week we were uh, live, um, there was a, a few breweries that jumped on board, so there's a brewery called Second Story, which is just down the street from me, uh, and a brewery called Neshaminy Creek, and I placed orders at both of them right away, uh,
1: which I thought was the coolest experience ever, essentially ordering beer from yourself. That is awesome. All right, Brian, let's get into the questions by our alcohol expert, Matt Maratea. Here's his first question. Are there limits to the amounts that you can order?
4: There are limits, uh, and it really depends on state regulations and what type of fulfillment you're going through. So for, for pickup, that may be different than shipping, which may be di- different from delivery. And so those limits vary by state, by locality. Uh, and and by that fulfillment method. So, uh, for instance, shipping, uh, a lot of states put a a case limit, uh, especially when it comes to things like wine, so we need to make sure that we're not shipping more than a a case of wine to a single individual, uh, either over the course of a month or a year, and so that's all defined usually within that that state. Um, And then, uh, you had a second piece of that question, right?
1: Oh, no, no, that was it. They just wanted to know, how is there a limit to the amounts you can order?
4: Uh, yes, there are, yeah. And, okay. and uh, we, we get breweries a lot of other tools as well. So they can set minimum. Uh, so, for instance, a, a delivery order, if they've got a, a very large delivery zone, a lot of breweries have set either like a 2-4 a pack or a case minimum if, if they've got to drive 30 minutes or, or send yeah. one of their bartenders out 30 minutes. So, so just be aware that, that some of those uh, – those, kind of minimums are there to make sure that, you know, it's economically worth it for everybody. Um, and then please, by all means, uh, supply a tip. That tip goes directly to the business, uh, which then disperses those amongst their employees uh, based on their policies. So 100% of your tab goes towards the brewery, less the payment gateway is charged. And so BeerMe is not taking a fee out of, um, out of any of your transactions. Uh, with the exception of some of the, the more premium features. Uh, so for, for the most part, breweries can get up and running and sell for free uh, unless they're interested in, in some of the, the more advanced things like pre-sales uh, or membership programs or subscriptions.
1: This is fantastic. Uh, how difficult is it to deal with the different restrictions state to state? Different states have different laws. Is, how difficult is that?
4: Oh, It's uh, <laughs> brutal. And those laws and regulations are changing so rapidly. So, for instance, in Maryland, uh, the governor there, Governor Hogan, signed uh, an emergency – he he signed an executive order uh, back in March to allow the the delivery of alcohol directly to consumers' residents. And uh, within there, there's stipulations that the delivery driver and the delivery person needs to be an employee of the brewery or an employee of another brewery that's been authorized by that other brewery to deliver on their behalf. So there's all sorts of kind of crazy things like that. Uh, Taxes are another uh, crazy one. Uh, So I think in in Maine, for instance, if you uh, purchase a four-pack at the brewery for on-site consumption, that tax rate is different than if you purchase that same beer uh, on-site for off-site consumption. So, uh, we need to be able to handle those, those various kind of tax situations, as well as um, some of the limitations on uh, how much uh, alcohol can be either shipped or delivered or picked up. So um, uh, we give breweries as many tools as they need to make sure that uh, everything's being handled in a safe manner. So um, we're we're very conscious about that, and at the same time, so I, I need to point out that Beer Me is not a distributor. We're not a retailer and we don't take custody of the alcohol at any point during the transaction.
1: That's still awesome. I mean, this is a great service. What are you seeing people drinking? Uh, have you noticed people buying more seasonal trends or regional preferences?
4: So that's a great question. Um, and to be honest, we, we tend not to look at that data, at least not yet. Um, our focus has more been on the shift from uh, the, the just overall volumes of delivery versus pickup versus dine-in versus shipping. Um, and we're, we're seeing some shifts kind of over time. So back in March, we saw a huge spike in delivery orders. Uh, and, and a lot of the breweries that we support are, are craft, they're local, uh, and they're, they're premium premium brands. Um, what we've seen over the last few months is a slow and steady shift to be more either dine-in consumption and, and more pickup consumption. And I expect to see that trend shift back towards delivery and shipping uh, as we approach these winter months. So that's, that's kind of more of our, uh, our lens on, on the data right now. We haven't been diving too much into uh, the, the types of alcohol that people are drinking just because I know it can vary so much by region, by, by style. So I mentioned imprint earlier. Uh, they do a lot of uh, sours and, and other types of beer, uh, and it, we also have a, there's a brewery called Black Flag that specializes in IPAs, um, and so you're going to see a, a skew of our data based on the, the brewery that is actually doing the production.
1: And let us uh, let me do one of my questions. <laughs> I'm just curious. How many states are you in right now?
4: Oh, man, that's a great question. uh and I can get you that answer here in just a second. So right. if you go onto, onto the Beer Me website and you hit Browse, we highlight all of the states that we're in. And it looks okay. like uh, about 20, um, and it varies. The, the concentration in each state varies. So um, if you look at, take a look at Maryland, we'll have 30 breweries there. But if you look at uh, a state like um, like Florida, I think, yeah, we only have five breweries. Um, so it, it varies from state to state. Uh, what we've seen is, is states to where we have a higher concentration of breweries. There's almost like an echo chamber effect to where um, uh, once customers start shopping through Beer Me, they, they start to be shared amongst all of the breweries within the area. Um, and so it's it's almost like give a penny, take a penny sort of thing um, to where it, it, it's just kind of – uh repetitive business of, of the same users purchasing from, from various breweries uh, and getting very similar experience with either the pickup or the delivery process. So that's been very exciting to see, and, and we've seen it in states like uh, Wisconsin and California and uh, Virginia and Maryland and a little bit here in Pennsylvania. So that's uh, all, always exciting to
1: see that. And what's good about that is our show has a national audience. So it, it's not just for local. Keep in mind that they're in 20 states. Around the country. That's fantastic. Uh, What can breweries do to help make their product more accessible? Uh, What do you think? Should they do four-packs, six-packs, 22-ounce cans?
4: So we've seen a a huge trend, I think, over uh, a number of years, shifting to uh, 16-ounce four-packs. Because customers do look at them as premium beers, I think you're going to continue to see a lot more breweries uh, canning in, in the 16 ounce cans just because there's such a shortage of 12 ounce cans right now. Um, I've seen breweries post messages about uh, any leads on those 12 ounce cans because they're they're so desperate and that's what their canning line supports. Um, and uh, other breweries have essentially ditched that and brought in some mobile canning units for the 16 ounce cans. So um, I, I think you're going to continue to see that uh, growler. And growlers, we've seen a lot fewer of those here uh, since March just because of the, the spread of, of COVID through uh, aerosols. And so uh, people are really hesitant to reuse materials. So when you, you have the, grass, the, the glass growler, um, a lot of breweries have been hesitant to, to do any refills on those. And so if you purchase a growler, a lot of times they say, hey, you're purchasing the glass too. Um, because we're not, we're not reusing these
1: right now, not until the pandemic's over. That's still, this is such a great service, Brian. It's amazing to me that something this great exists. I didn't even know until uh, this interview. Now, Brian, we're going to uh, end the questions with, if you, as a consumer, were sitting home and you want any beer you want delivered to your door, what do you select?
4: Good question. (laughs) Um, I, I love a nice poppy beer. Um, and if I'm going to pick one beer, it's going to be a, I spent 14 years down in Atlanta, uh, and uh, grew fond of a brewery there who who grew quite rapidly while I was uh, living, living in town called Sweetwater. And I just, I absolutely love their IPA. So if, if I had to pick a beer, that's probably going to be the one, um, with
1: uh, some other locals uh, shortly there behind it. All right, Brian. There are novice... Uh, I've never drank alcohol in my life, so there are people listening like that. Uh, they might think that you're talking about a beer distributor. You're talking about breweries, correct?
4: We are, yeah. Yep, breweries.
1: So it's not a beer distributor. I know some people might be out there saying, what? Uh, they're actual breweries. So you can have... Great alcohol from an actual brewery delivered right to your door. 20 different states. Uh, let's uh, end the uh, conversation. What do you want our listeners to know, Brian, if they could know anything about BeerMe? Uh, what do you want to tell them? Uh,
4: what i like to tell them is uh, if you make a purchase through BeerMe, you are truly supporting local. Uh, you are supporting a, a direct-to-consumer model, which means that we're no longer having to pass beer from a producer at very low margins to a wholesaler to then a retailer uh, to where you purchase it off of their shelves, And so it's uh, advantageous for the breweries to be able to do this. Uh, and then if there's nobody in your area, we, we do provide you with a list of breweries uh, that are within a, a specific radius of, of your address. And we give you uh, an easy way to reach out to them and ask them if they're on beer Bee. so by all means, go to beer me.com put in your address, see what's around you. And if we don't have anybody available, please reach out to them. Let them know that that we are growing, that that we are uh, right now the largest direct-to-consumer marketplace, um, and that they should be joining as well.
1: And we did an episode about the business of food and alcohol, the business aspect. We found out that a unbelievable large amount of people go to Social media to check out what they're interested in, in either beer or alcohol. Give your social media contacts your tags.
4: Yeah, so uh, I think we're, we're Beer Me Please everywhere. So if you go to Facebook.com slash Beer Me Please or Instagram, we're at Beer Me Please, um, that's, uh, that's the best way to find
1: us. And again, that's B I E R M I. And then the word please?
4: And then the word please.
1: I love that. So here you go. Now you can. There's a lot of people during the pandemic. Hey, I don't really want to go out to the brewery. Uh, you can very safely have it delivered right to your front step.
4: It's the best way to do it, and uh, a lot of the bartenders and head brewers are the ones actually doing the deliveries because uh, either their tap rooms at limited capacity or their tap rooms closed altogether. So you are supporting them, and if a if a head brewer shows up, I'm sure they're happy to have a a quick conversation about the beer that uh, they just handed you and um, would be delighted to
1: see your faces. You're supporting local business uh, and you're also enjoying a brewery uh, alcohol at the same time. This is fantastic. Brian, thank you for joining us uh, and telling us about this great service, beerme.com, correct? Correct. Thanks, Kevin. Oh, uh, no problem. Hold on one second. And we're going to go back to the studio. Oh, man, that was a great interview. Uh, we want to thank everyone for listening this week. We hope we gave you some meal ideas for your next dinner. Keep in mind Philly Restaurant Reviews with an S.com and Dining on a One uh, on all social media platforms. We'll see you next week. You can find the Dining
0: on a Dime podcast on social media on Facebook, Dining on a Dime, the number one, on Twitter, at Dining on a Dime, the number one, and on Instagram, KJW1972. Please subscribe to our show. We are available on all podcast platforms, including iHeartRadio and Spotify.